Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Can we have a talk about life? Like, how are you feeling about life these days? Are you tickled? Tickled is the book we're going to talk about today, A Common Sense Guide to the Present Moment. Imagine if you could right now, just if you're not driving, and if you can, just slow down and immerse yourself in this present moment. Feel the breath in your lungs. Feel the spark in your body. Feel the air on your skin. Listen to all the things you can hear in this moment. Besides my voice, there is surely other noise. See if you can even feel the beat of your own heart. And just like do this inner 360 of like, wow, here we are alive in this moment. Can you feel the little hum, the little buzz, the little tickle in the moment? If you can, isn't that just the coolest thing in the world? And if you can't, keep, keep, keep dialing it. I'm not sure if it's up or down. Keep dialing it in. You sort of let go of your thoughts and you let go of, of everything and you just fall. You fall bravely and securely into the present moment. That's where we find Duff McDonald. Oddly, that's where we find Duff McDonald, the author of Tickled, because Duff McDonald, he's a business writer. And during the pandemic, he read Harry Potter with his child, and he is forever changed. This man is forever changed. So let's bring to mind all the ways we are forever changed after the pandemic. What has shifted for you? I am the happiest homebody that ever was. I'm just home, kissing on my pets, dusting. This is, I'm happy. That's how the pandemic changed me. Totally unplugged my run all around ogram. I was definitely doing too many things. I still do a lot of things, but that's just, you know, projects of love. How has the pandemic and all of the changes changed you? By the way, if my voice sounds funny, it's just because I'm on steroids. Steroids change my voice. It's temporary. I'm on steroids because every fall I get allergies and it goes crazy. So um, anyway, change. I'm fine, by the way. But how are you different? How are you different? So Duff McDonald, the author of the New York Times bestseller, The Firm, the story of McKinsey and its secret influence on American business, also The Last Man Standing, The Ascent of Jamie Dimon and J.P. Morgan Chase, The Golden Passport. He is, he's a business writer. Now he wrote this feel-good book, Forever Changed by Harry Potter. He writes, I've been thinking a lot about the idea of discovery lately. I used to see it the way I think most people do, which is that the act of discovery is about finding something new. These days, I'm not so sure about that. The act of creation results in something new, but the act of discovery is something else entirely. Consider the word itself, discover. The truth is always there, but it's been covered up. When we realize something, we discover that truth and take the covers of ignorance off of it. Whenever you realize something, it is simply a matter of losing your own illusions. The thrill of discovery is not actually about finding new things. It's the thrill of awareness of self, which every one of us has had all along. We don't discover things. We discover 
ourselves. Dang. Dang, Duff McDonald. Isn't that just something? So bring to mind perhaps what you have discovered about yourself recently. I'm just assuming everybody's forever changed by the last, you know, year and change that we've been living through. If you're just cruising right along, same old, same old, I, that's, that's great. I mean, fabulous. But maybe you're having some new thoughts. Here's something Duff says. I've already made my case that you cannot predict the future because the future does not exist. But that does seem to fly in the face of the fact that scientists do seem to be able to tell us what is going to happen in many situations, right? That's why we place so much faith in their findings. But I'd like to suggest that we've misunderstood what they're doing. Scientists can't tell us what's going to happen in the future. Scientists have figured out a systematic means of altering the present. I know it might seem like I'm going rogue here, he writes, but stick with me for a second. We have misunderstood what science is all about. It's not about predicting things in the future. It's about doing things in the present. A scientist who is doing something is engaged in the act of creation, just like the rest of us. But a scientist who is simply predicting is attempting the impossible. You can't predict the future. What do I mean by that? I mean that predictions don't really amount to much all by themselves. Someone can, of course, say, if we do this, then this will happen. But unless someone actually does that thing, then who knows? They actually have to do what they say they're going to do, at which point something will happen. Yes, I know, they may be right. But that's not predicting the future. That's doing something in the present. Are you having the aha? Uh-huh? Are you going like, eh, with your head? But what if there's nothing to do? Consider, if you will, the goal of understanding the nature of reality, capital R, which is arguably the same goal as understanding ourselves. Why are they the same thing? Well, if you're not there, then there's no reality for you to understand, is there? And when it comes to understanding the self, the challenge isn't to do anything. The challenge is to simply understand what it means to be. The same goes for reality. You can't do anything to reality. It just is. So here Here is Duff McDonald, business writer, giving us a common sense guide to the present moment. This man has had some insights, and to make it even more fun, he lives in the Hudson Valley, and he has chickens like me. But this morning, he's calling in from New York City, where he was out late last night. How you doing, Duff McDonald? I'm great. I'm a little tired because we had a book launch last night, but... Otherwise, I am continue living the dream. All right, tell me, tell me, tell me about the book launch. Where were you, and how late were you up? My friend Christiane Lemieux hosted a party at her apartment on West Broadway, which went from seven till I think about midnight, Ooh. and then we went over to uh, another friend, and I I don't drink, so I wasn't incoherent. But I was not, I am not sure when I left there and came back to my hotel. Wow. <laughs> Sometime after that. Duff McDonald wrote a book called Tickled. What brought this on? Quarantine is, is the one word answer to that question. I'll give you the longer one. In 2019, I sold a different book to my publisher, HarperCollins, called The Precision Paradox. And in it, I was going to make, my thesis was that as we have become an overly quantified society, 
we're losing track of meaning. We count everything and, and we don't understand it. And when COVID hit and all that COVID data started coming at us, I, I said to my wife, I was like, this is it. This is the story I'm going to tell. And it's happening in real time. This is unbelievable. And sat down to start writing it and then suddenly found I couldn't do it. I've written several books, and I never get writer's block. This was something else. All of a sudden, one day, it all occurred to me. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to write another book telling the rest of the world that they don't know what's happening, and I do. <laughs> Duff McDonald sitting up on my throne. In an instant, I realized that everything was upside down for me. You know, I'm in the middle of a long career. I'm 25 years in here. It occurred to me that I had to write a book about the things that mattered to me and why. So instead of writing another critical business book, the next thing I knew, I had this book about how much I love Bob Dylan and reading Harry Potter with my child and making kombucha. It was a fundamentally different experience for me, but it was also the easiest book I've ever written. Turns out you write better and easier, and it comes from the heart more if you write about things you care about. I, I had no idea. The present moment. We need to be reminded that that's all we ever have. And you know what, too? I think a lot of people are held back when they go to do their great piece of art and have a feeling of who the heck do I think I am? Yeah. So back to the present moment point. That was another revelation I had in early quarantine. It kind of came out of nowhere for me. I was like, oh, my God, time is not real. Right? The past is gone. The future doesn't exist. It's a guess. There is only now. Uh, and I have a chapter in the book called The Trap of Time, where I make the point that one of the reasons that we find it difficult to be present as a culture is that we're constantly thinking about the past or the future. In fact, one of the parts of our national discourse or, or of any sort of institutional discourse is always, what, how, what is our progress? How successful have we been? What is the target? In, in these moments where everything was becoming clear to me, I was like, oh my God, the target is now, right? The progress, you're, we're not going anywhere. We're already there. And so that sorted itself out for me. Another thing that happened was I, you know, I've been a business journalist for 25 years, my entire career. Mm -hmm. I, I would say if you found the numbers, you found the story and wrote countless stories using the numbers as sort of the anchor. A great example of that is a lot of COVID stories, right? It, it's just a bunch of COVID data surrounded by words. So suddenly I realized, oh, my God, numbers are, do not contain meaning. When we do quantitative and measurement-based stories, we're only getting at sort of a superficial aspect of what we're trying to say. So instead of writing that book, The Precision Paradox, I wrote this book, Tickled, that has probably three or four numbers in the entire book. And it was a release. Suddenly, to release myself from all the counting that we all do all day, yeah. it allowed me to be much more present. I had no idea what numbers were doing to me. Right. We're all counting as if someone's going to check the report card at the end and, and there's going to be a winner or something. Um, so, But this is what surprised me on page 28 from business journalist Duff McDonald. If you are the universe, you are God. I consider this loophole. I consider this the loophole of all loopholes. Uh, Duff McDonald. Okay. So you've got a... 
I, I was raised in a Protestant family in Ontario, Canada, but not real churchgoers. By the time I made it into my 20s, I alternated between atheist and agnostic, depending on what mood I was in, and never really spent any time at all thinking about God or divinity or any higher power other than, you know, clearly the universe has got a lot of energy moving around in it, right? Right. So maybe there's an energetic backdrop to this. And to me, that was sort of sufficient analysis for something that I thought, you know, we don't know. We can't prove these things. And I thought, you know what, the jury's out, but I have a rough feeling that it's this. And then in quarantine, a couple of things happened again. I read Harry Potter with my 12-year-old daughter, and the act of doing so, it was really wild. It caused my heart to explode. And suddenly, I could see meaning of lots of things, and I, I was joyous. Suddenly, I was literally walking down the street in a state of joy, and I saw the, this sort of number, this myth of numbers. I saw a bunch of other things more clearly than I ever had, and I was like, oh my God, how on earth have I been letting the sort of investigation into whether God exists just sort of get filed away? Of course there's divinity in all of us. We're all miracles. The fact that you exist is a miracle. The fact that I exist is a miracle. Think of all the things that had to happen for you to exist, and not just the moment of conception, right? All the moments before that that led to the moment of conception. All of us are, you know, one possibility in some giant infinite story, and there is something holding this all together, right? If, if there were no coherence to the universe, it would just kind of dissolve. And suddenly I thought, oh my God, there is a God, and he, she, it's not really a gender thing, is in every one of us. And I looked at my wife, I'm like, oh my God, I'm married to an angel, a literal angel, because I can see the divine in her. And suddenly now I can see it in everyone. And it's a much easier way to live when uh, we're all one, everyone is God, you love everyone. And I didn't get there because I decided to. Suddenly I realized that's what I felt. And it was it was entirely liberating. Tickled is the book Duff McDonald, the author, middle of page 121. The question, what are you going to do right now? Is that the most important question of all? Yeah, it is. Because as we said, right, there is only now. So I make the case in the book. There's only one thing you can be truly certain about. It's that you exist. Everything else, even stuff that you're doing right now, you sort of get information through your sense organs, so you're sort of slightly removed from absolute reality. But the second thing that you can be pretty certain about, it's a close second, is what's happening to you right now. That's the only thing that's real. Everything else gets imaginary, right? If it's something in the past, The only place that lives is up in in your mind now, right? Like, there's no place where we can go find the past. Same with the future. Also, you can't do something somewhere other than where you happen to be, right? You can only do something in the here and now. 
And you can't do something in the future. You can't do something for someone else. You can't get in someone else's mind. And suddenly I was like, oh, my God, there's only one thing any of us ever needs to do. Decide what you're going to do right now and then do it again and then do it again and do it again. You do a full series of nows, eternal nows, and everything else will take care of itself in large part because there's nothing else you can do. The only thing you can do is make a decision of what you're going to do in this very moment. So the point I make in the book is we need to focus our awareness on what's happening to us so that we can make the best decisions in the moment. You don't want to distract yourself with this thing that we're doing on Thursday. You don't want to distract yourself by something that might be happening in Egypt that you somehow feel you should be concerned about. You don't want to think about, oh, this flood is just as, you know, we always hear like, that's the most rain since last August, right? right? We, do these, we do these pointless comparisons, right? Last August is gone. Who cares? You want to focus on the moment in its entirety and not distract yourself by thinking of other stuff. And when you do that, your awareness jumps and you make the best decisions you can possibly make. Duff McDonald, the book called Tickled, how do you keep yourself in this mindset? So we do a couple things in our house. Uh, one of them is hatha yoga, right, to keep our bodies moving and working so that you don't end up distracted by some achy part of your body, right? Like we all know that if you, you got your shoulders hurting or something, you can't really be present when you have a aching or chronic pain. We do meditate as soon as we get up in the morning, and that's to teach our minds how to be quiet so that they won't run away with you, right? Our minds are kind of like a wild animal on the loose. You can't predict your next thought unless you train it. Well, no, you still can't predict your next thought, but you can train it to be quiet and so that you can react more in the moment. Like I just said, stop counting everything. I know we all need to deal with numbers, lots of numbers each and every day, but you can look at a number as it comes incoming into your consciousness or from wherever it comes, and you can actually look at it and say, is this important to me, right? Does it matter what this number actually is? Is it useful to me? Or is it just a sort of trivia, right? And if it doesn't really meet the threshold of useful, don't pay as much attention to it as you used to. We are all hypnotized in the West by numbers. And then the rest of it is all just your, you know, how to live a good life stuff, right? Try and see the humor and stuff. Because if you get angry, you're not going to be present, right? Have fun, have fun with your friends because you want to feel the love flowing. That makes it easier to be present. The title of the book, Tickle, is basically what I say in there is if you focus on what's happening to you and you focus with enough tightness on the present moment, you will feel the tickle of your own existence. And you want to hang on to that. Do you want to just try and find it? You can find it in moments of quiet. Find it what it feels like to be alive and, and how wonderful it is to exist and start trying to figure out how to hold on to that. Duff, McDonald, are you ever going to write about business again? <laughs> uh, that's, uh, I, you know, my editor at Harper might be listening. Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Everything changed. I started writing about myself and what mattered to me, and it's the best thing I've ever done. I don't need to write about what someone else is doing somewhere else anymore. It's not use. It's not. It's not worth it. Whatever comes next, I'm going to be following it. I won't be counting it, but I'll be following it. And uh, you're a joy and a delight. Do you want people to head to a website? Sure. You can send them to the Duff Project. T H E D U F F Project. All one word. Dot com. 
there's stuff about the book there, but there's also, uh, I've got a podcast with a friend of mine called How to Tickle Yourself, where we go into all the stuff we just talked about, do some interviews, have a little fun trying to sort this stuff out. That's Duff McDonald. His book is called Tickled. And he dares us in this book to do the things we love and not do the things we think are BS. He says, I did it. I wrote books I didn't want to write. I wrote a column about Britney Spears. In the modern capitalist economy, it is a rare person who does not feel like their job is BS at least some of the time. How did we get here? How did we come to accept that we could spend precious hours of our time on Earth doing things we think are stupid? Because we have all come to believe that we need a job. That's why, when we should instead be focusing on doing the things we love, what if we decided to find our passion and figure out how to do or make something that people find valuable? What if we just pursued our passions and traded things of equivalent value? In that scenario, you don't have economic crises because there is no bubble in anything, because there are no paper assets that can be inflated or deflated according to the madness of crowds. If we all just focus on creating things with real value, then no one could ever be out of a job. You do what you do because you love it and because other people value it. How much simpler would that be? Parentheses for more on this see Burning Man. So I did. I looked up Burning Man. Burning Man is an annual experiment in temporary community dedicated to radical self-expression and radical self-reliance. Oh, so that's what they're doing at their nine-day gathering in the Nevada desert. Very nice experiment. All right, a final thought from Duff McDonald, who wrote the book Tickled with its beautiful orange cover, A Common Sense Guide to the Present Moment, and his epiphany after reading Harry Potter. Duff writes, Ron Weasley, it's Harry Potter's friend, makes it almost to the end of every adventure with Harry, at which point Harry has to go the final leg of the journey alone. That's called self-knowledge. You can't take your friends down that road with you. You've got to go by yourself and then go back and hang out with your friends again. You know, the hero's journey. Most important, says Duff, you are the universe. While there will be many other people in your personal orbit as you go through life, the thing that you are creating is yours and yours alone. No one else is to blame for what happens to you because you get to make your own decisions. And when you make those decisions, you're going to want to rely on instinct more than anything else. You want to listen to your heart, not your mind, because thinking is overrated. Harry Potter might not make all the right choices, but he keeps making choices. Moreover, he tries to do the right thing always. And that's all we ever need to do. Hmm. Tickled. Duff McDonald. Presently, looking ahead to future moments, we've got the second Monday Zoom coming up with Mariandale. That's a 10.30 a.m. healing circle online. Mariandale.org has more. We've got second Sunday Zooms coming up at 11 in November. And in February, the Gather Love, Give Love Retreat at Mariandale in Ossining. Many good things ahead. Please visit me at Casey.co, K-A-C-E-Y dot C-O, and I'll get the calendar posted and all the information for all the upcoming events will be right there. Thank you. Okay. Our thought for the day is from Albert Einstein, who said, Life is a preparation for the future, and the best preparation for the future is to live as if there were none. I need to read that one more time. Life is a preparation for the future, 
And the best preparation for the future is to live as if there were none. And Shazam, we are right back at that present moment once again. Shine on. <laughs>